Hey, uh, this is Tex from Tex Talks. This is a follow-up and a continuation of the last video, which was on discussing the difference between um, an illness and the symptoms thereof and traits that are part of personality. <clears throat> so to follow that up, at the end of it, I said we would talk more about why it's so difficult for some people to not change their behavior. In other words, they have a certain trait. Part of my discussion was an explanation of how in some people, instead of just they, their illness of depression or anxiety and the symptoms and working on that, it's a part of their personality to do certain things in certain ways that create distress in themselves and those around them. So with that in mind, what I would like to do now is talk about where the difficulty lies in some people actually being able to do that. And this is where therapy really comes in. There is what has been termed, and again, last time I mentioned it, I'll mention it again. Thank you, Dr. Gregory Lester. He gave the ex best explanation. And when I put together what he says with what I've read and what I understand, I come up with, with the way that I see and understand this. And he termed it, and, and I'm sure he got the, the term from someone else too, was observable ego. In other words, there is, if you can picture in a given situation, there's you, and then there's something that observes you, okay? If you go into uh, certain types of meditation, into uh, hypnosis, a lot of places discuss this idea of being able to observe the you that you're doing something. In other words, it's like somebody took a videotape of you doing something, and then you being able to sit and see yourself doing it. Now, how do I know this happens? You can remember things that you've done. If you were cutting up a piece of cantaloupe, you can easily close your eyes and go back and you may see your hands cutting it up. Or sometimes later on down the road, your memories are such that you see yourself doing the thing. It's almost like dreams. You'll have dreams in which you see yourself in the dream. Okay. So, the idea is being able to reflect and observe what you did. This is why it's so important to do the mindfulness stuff. Again, I hit on it so many times, but I'm going to give it another plug today. Being mindful and being able to pay attention to what you're doing, what your senses are telling you, what you're feeling not just physically feeling, but emotionally feeling, all of these things and what you're thinking, to be able to think about what you're thinking. It's a higher order that we as humans have. And it's what got us to where we're at now, for the good or bad. It's also what allows us to change and make a difference in our life. With that being said, you're able then to reflect on what you've done. In other words, you went, tried to, to, you know, fix something, change something, do something in the house, and it didn't work. You're able to sit there and think, oh, well, it didn't work when I moved, you know, the bookshelf that close to the door. Now the door won't open right. I need to shift things over. If I shift them over, that will do this. See, this is you problem solving and being able to think your way around things. You're able then to watch yourself and go, oh, 
you, you, you had a meeting with somebody, you shook their hands, you asked them a bunch of questions, you talked to them, and then you're able to reflect on that and go, now what actually went down in that? How did I speak? How did I do? Sometimes you need the help of a video. This is why a lot of uh, people who, who public speak or you know speak for a living will videotape themselves. So then they can go back and look at what they did. The ability to do that, though, in your mind is your observable ego. In other words, it's the ability for you to look into your toolbox and see what you're doing using that tool and then choose to use a different tool. What does that mean in a common situation with people? You're able to, and in the last video, I talked about how sometimes people react the same way as those little toy cars did, where they hit a wall and they back up and there's a piece in the backside that allows them to turn and make these three-point turns and they keep going forward and bumping and backing up until they find a path and take off. Someone whose little piece in the back is not working correctly We'll back up and just keep hitting the wall over and over again, over and over again until the battery runs out. And people in some situations of life will do this thing over and over again where they're handling a situation, every situation the same way. And they're not able to observe this ain't working. And what do I mean? If you have the personality trait of being loud and boisterous and happy, this works excellent when you're at the party, when you're entertaining friends. It doesn't work so well when you're somewhere where you're supposed to be quiet, like the movie theater, or you're sitting in a conference listening to someone talk. You're able to then make the choice to tone it down, shape your personality differently, be different, do different. As you do these things, you will notice the changes in you and the situation, and you observe, this worked better. This didn't work well. I need to do something different. That observable evo, ego will let you then actually start to see other people and go, oh, how did they do it? Maybe this will work for me. So it allows you to be slightly different in different situations to fulfill different needs and to accomplish different things. Having an observable ego is that ability to reflect on that. Now, where did it go in some individuals? It's just not working well. You got to work on it. Sometimes you need mindfulness. Sometimes you need to get the techniques that allow you to do things because some people do things naturally. Even they can improve on it. And some people have a hard time doing it and need to work on it very hard. Either way, though, you get to a point where it starts working as you start to use it and you start to watch yourself and monitor and make decisions and observe behaviors and do changes in your life and pick up additional traits so that things don't always have to be this one way. The observable ego part is what's desperately needed to be worked on with the therapist because even if you learn other traits, and this is where some therapies will fall short, they teach you how to handle, how to use dear man to talk to people, how to use self-calming techniques to relax your anxiety so that you can deal with a situation or bring your anger level down. Without that observing ego, though, it's hard for you to make that decision to go, I need to switch gears to this coping skill. Instead, you still keep beating the one coping skill to death and allow all the others to just lie dormant. So this is where you need that ability to do that. It really helps you, and it's something the therapist helps you work with. So 
the skills are great. The coping skills are great. Having someone help coach you into observing yourself and your situation so that in, in the future you make the shift and use them. And it takes time and you're literally installing things into the system that can be used. So I know that's a vague, not totally huge academic explanation of observing ego. I think it's one that you can understand, though. It's that part of you that is self-reflective and sees what you're doing in the moment and allows you to make other choices in how you want to behave, what you want to do in that situation. And whether or not you think this will work or not, whether you think this will work or not, it's not always perfect. But it allows you to see yourself in the situation and make more choices. And it's very important. And it's one of those things that are very uh, lacking in individuals who are having difficulties like personality disorder issues. Okay. So hope that kind of explains things a little bit. Uh, it's not, like I said, too long or detailed, but I hope it's enough for you to start realizing that it's more than just learning a different skill. It's learning a different skill and applying it. And here's the real kicker. Without the observing ego and the understanding of the different skills, here's where the motivation runs away because you think, why do I need another skill? You don't observe that yours isn't working or you know something's not working, but you don't blame it on that. And you don't even realize there are other options to choose because after all, everyone does this thing, right? If this is all that you see, you are basically colorblind to all the options. You don't see them. They're off your radar. So then why would you assume there are other options since you don't see them? So we're coming back to that idea like, okay, this, this happened. This is the result you got. This is another way of doing it. And then every time somebody uses that additional coping skill, you have to go in and hone in on that, hammer it down and go, see, and this is what happened. And this worked and this happened. And this, you can use this. Now let's work for another one and another one and another one. Okay. So hope you all have a great day. I know this was a short, but it was a follow-up to the one before. Like I said, you know, letting you understand why not only is it, you know, very important to understand the difference between illnesses and the symptoms and traits and the fallout, but also being able to understand why sometimes that situation arises where people's traits are what's getting them in trouble and they can't seem to get away around it. Okay. Y'all have a great day and I'll talk to you later. Thank you.